Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode from the Behavior Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Macy. Hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Hey, I hope you all are doing really well. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the challenges that African-Americans face in the autism community. Now, if you guys don't know, I am African-American. You guys have seen my little picture for my podcast. So I have been doing a lot of research, probably for the past two years. I read a lot of books. I have a lot of people that reach out to me on Instagram, YouTube. So follow me at the Behavior Beauty Podcast on my Instagram. And I have a lot of people that want to know my opinions, which that's the only thing that they are at this point. I don't give out professional advice. I just give out advice from a mother who loves her son dearly perspective and really took an interest in learning about autism so I can better help my son. I felt like I needed to know more about the condition in order to help Caden. So I needed to know about the condition and then I needed to know how it affected my child, like how, what role did autism play in my son? And I feel like the only way that I'm able to help him is to first understand the condition and not just under the, not just understanding the condition on a surface level, but I really wanted to dig deep into the autism spectrum disorder condition and just really understand just everything that I want to know about it, right? So that's exactly what I've been doing, and it is my goal. My goal is to do autism research in the future, but in order to do that, I want to learn everything that I can about the condition. Now, along my journey, um, because you guys know that I am in school as well to become a board-certified assistant behavior analyst, I've taken a lot of classes about autism spectrum disorders in addition to doing my own reading and research as well. And along this journey, along the way, I've discovered that there are a little bit of disparities between African-American children being diagnosed versus their counterparts, such as white children. And so this is something that I didn't expect to learn. Of course, I know that in the African-American community, we're always behind in certain things. And so um, I was a little bit surprised to learn this, but not really. And today I want to talk with you all about some of the things that I have discovered and um, things that we've all that I've also encountered being an African-American mother. So I do feel like that I can speak on this topic just because some of the things have happened to me. (laughs) So um, when something has happened to you, you become a part of that statistic and you get to talk about it. You get to share your experiences about it. And so that's exactly what I'm going to be doing today. Now, during the during the course of my learning, I quickly discovered that um, and I'm going to be sharing five things that I feel like is a challenge that the African-Americans face in the world of autism. Now, the first thing that I quickly discovered is that African-Americans are underserved. Basically, what that means is that we are not getting the same care. We're not getting the same compassion. We're not getting the same tools that other people such as white children might be getting. Now, this isn't a black and white issue. This is an issue that involves children. And I want to make that very, very clear. 
And the fact that African-Americans are underserved is unfair. It's not right. And I really do hope in the future it can change and that gap can be closed. Being underserved is just not a good feeling regardless of what the situation is. But the fact that a child needs to be diagnosed with autism at an early age, if that's the case, then the better outcomes they'll have because the sooner the person or the child child gets the diagnosis, you can get therapy going, you can get all types of amazing interventions going to help the child live a better life. So number one, underserved. Um, the next thing is that limited research is conducted. Now, most of the all of these things that I'm talking about today is consistent with the research because you guys may not know this about me, but I'm a constant researcher and I'm constantly constantly looking at information. I'm looking at that information. And so it's just a constant thing for me. But there is no there are research studies that are out there, but in my opinion, not enough to even say they're there. But since there are limited, then we'll go ahead and say that the research is available. I will say that there is an ample research out there. There's very, very limited studies. One of my classmates, in fact, decided to do um, a little bit of research. He had a paper that he had to write and come to find out when he went to the library and searched the databases at BSU, uh, they were, he couldn't find anything. The majority of the research was for white children. Now, I guess in a way, I just feel like I can't really get mad at the white researchers that they're not including African-Americans in African-Americans in this, I do feel like in order for this problem to change and to improve, we need more African-American researchers and scientists that are willing to study the condition, that are willing to go out and do research on African-American children to see how the treatments and the interventions are effective in them. So a lot of the treatments and interventions that are being tested are for are on white children. And so there's no guarantee that they will even work on African-American children. So it's very pertinent that they be included in the research so we can see how the treatments and how the interventions are being effective in the African-American child. So again, we need more African-American researchers. Now there are some available. There are um, many that are out there, but we need more. We need more African-American researchers so they can include them, African-American children, into the studies so the African-American child with autism can be understood on a better level as well. So um, hopefully that's why I'm here, you guys. I'm really trying to get myself out there, trying to get involved in the research and conducting it so hopefully we can see that change. Um, The next thing is that African-American children are misdiagnosed. So what that means is that an African-American child is more likely to be diagnosed with a conduct disorder, meaning bad, uh, disruptive behaviors versus a condition like autism, ADHD, or something else that may be going on with the child. They're automatically assumed as having bad behaviors, and then that child may end up in placement or in a classroom that they don't belong in if they just got the child a little bit more help and assistance and more accommodations and more um, resources that that child may need in order to succeed. So they're very quick to just 
disregard them, throw them off, just say, all right, misdiagnosing, mislabeling. And that's the worst thing that you can do in any situation, in any case. You know, imagine going to the doctor and you you have a stomach ache, but yet they diagnose you with a backache or they diagnose you with um, something totally different than what you're complaining about. That could have lifelong effects on you, um, especially if you're sick and you're not well, if they give you medicine for one thing, but you really need medicine for something else. Like that has um, that has consequences. And so we need to be more accountable for those, um, for our African-American children who are out here being misdiagnosed with, with conditions that they shouldn't be misdiagnosed with, that they should never be labeled as such if that's not the case. Now, if that's the case, that's a different story. If they have ADHD, if they have challenging behaviors, okay, but did we look at the full picture? Did we look at the bigger picture that the child is facing or did we just jump to the conduct disorder? So we really need to be better um, with our children with that Um, Lack of resources available. So a lot of times um, in underserved communities, there's not a lot of resources out there. How can we get those resources to these underserved communities? And so that's another question. That's something that I'm working on, something that I want to be a part of is getting the resources out there, educating the community, not saying that they're not educated, but I'm just going to put myself out there. Before my child was diagnosed with autism, I didn't know what it is. Um, I just didn't. I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't. I didn't understand it the way I do now. So it's very possible that maybe they don't understand it in its entirety, and that's okay. That's our job to get the resources out there. It's also important for our voices to be heard because a lot of times um, African-American parents will take their children in to the doctor with concerns and the doctor will tell them to, quote unquote, wait it out. I do not like the fact that they're told that um, it makes me sick to my stomach. And I am talking to one of my friends on Instagram And her son is having a little bit of delays and her doctor told her to wait it out. And I can't stand that. Any person that tells you to wait it out, it's just not acceptable. It's not right. And it's and a child doesn't have time to wait it out. You waiting. What are you waiting it out for? I mean, there's plenty of resources available. If the child needs to be tested, what can it hurt? You know, if it comes back that they're okay, then fine. But don't be telling kid people to wait it out when there are resources available out there that they can do. And so I just get really, really passionate about this topic. And I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I get very, very passionate about it. And so um, our voices need to be heard. That's why I encourage a lot of parents, speak up, advocate for your child. I am going to be doing a podcast on advocating. It's very, very important that you do that and, and stand your ground. If they tell you something you don't like, push back. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to get loud or whatever, but just communicate effectively and and make sure that your voice is heard. Make sure that your concerns are heard. Um, I kind of threw that last one in there. That one came up. Um, I think that does kind of go with inadequate care, what I just touched on. Just the care is inadequate. Um, You you take your child in and they just don't want to get them the help. Um, You have to push back. 
the care is out there. It's available if they need speech therapy, occupational therapy. There are a lot of treatments and interventions available out there for autism spectrum disorders, but it's just that the parents may not be aware of it. Prior to my son getting diagnosed, I had no idea about all the therapies that were available. Okay, so there are treatments, there are interventions available. Now, once you get to that stage of treatments and everything else, it's very important for you to understand that all care is not created equal. Okay, so when you do get the care that you need, okay, you have to make sure that the care is great care, that it's quality. If it's not quality, then there's no sense in you wasting your time doing any of that stuff. And I think that that's one of the things that I learned um, when Caden was first diagnosed and when he was first getting his care is that it wasn't adequate. I would take him to places and it just, it, it didn't do any good for me to be there. So one of the things that you don't hear is that it's important for you to choose a, a place that is good quality. Because if you don't, it's not going to work. It's You're just going to be wasting your time. So um, keep all of that in mind whenever you are looking for a facility for your child. Um, just make sure that you are satisfied. Make sure that your needs are being met. And I would definitely just kind of shop around a little bit and see what place is the best for you. So anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Um, I gave you guys five tips on some of the challenges that African-Americans face in the autism community. Um, Hopefully in the future, these won't be challenges. Just to give you guys a little bit of hope, uh, the CDC did release their new numbers and the gap between African-American children being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorders is closing in. So white children are are being diagnosed and then black children are being diagnosed at the same rate. So that's amazing. It didn't always used to be that way um, before there was a huge gap in between the diagnosis. So this is good. This has a lot to do with the fact that more African-Americans are learning what autism is and taking the steps. They're pushing back. And I'm so proud of our community for you know, stepping up and, and, and being really good advocates for our children. I'm so proud of us for that. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I love you all so much. Thank you. And I'll talk to you all in the next one. Bye guys.